In this episode of the Cube Command Podcast, we're going to be covering the PS5 games that were announced on Thursday, because last episode we talked about the console, this time it's all about the games. Welcome, welcome to the Cube Command Podcast. My name is Tommy Savoya. And I'm Nick. And this is the podcast you can chill with me and Nick as we talk about the news, reviews, and other things in the gaming, pop culture, and movie industry. The Cube Command Podcast is produced by Savoya Studios and part of the Savoya Media Network. To find all of our shows, just go to SavoyaMedia.com. Okay, Nick. How, what's, what's up? How, how's, how's it been in the life of Nick? The life? Yeah, the life Ever of Ever since Nick. the trailer for the actual system? It's been great. Is that when your life starts? It, I was reborn. You were reborn? I was reborn. This is a new Nick. New man. Everything from episode 59 under, we don't know him. He's not here anymore. Trash it. Well, new new Nick, new you, new PS5 games. That presentation was like 90% games, which is a good thing. That's how it should be. Yeah. That's how it should be. It's fantastic. And... There's so many that if we covered all of them in the podcast, uh, this, I think, would end up being something like two hours long. It'd be a catastrophe. What we did is uh, we picked uh, three for each of us. Mm-hmm. I, we, we don't really have it in chronological order. We're just going to go off on the list. What's the first one you got in your list, Nick? For me, first one I want to go with is the new Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. All right. Because how long has it been since we had a Ratchet and Clank game? If I remember correctly... The last one was 20, 2012, maybe? Or 2014? Okay, that's not, that's not too bad. If, if I remember correctly. I remember I played the first one, or well, the remake anyway, on PlayStation 4, and um, I thought it was pretty good. I just There were so many other games I was playing at the time, so I didn't get around to finishing it, but um, it seemed pretty polished from what I could tell. Like, the gameplay was smooth, the world was actually really interesting for a modern 3d platformer you know had like decent world building i actually don't know what the main story is about ratchet and clank were they was it just ratchet and was clank more like his own character and then they just combined uh clank is his little buddy he just kind of wears on him Uh, i'm not like a huge uh (laughs) connoisseur in the lore but true um, for what i gathered ratchet is um he's kind of like a little mechanic guy um who works his job in his you know his planet or mm-hmm. his, his town his planet and then he joined he accidentally won this uh tournament or this tournament or this this gauntlet or whatever or this contest for heroes to like show who's the strongest and i think he accidentally won and gained all this fame oh and then okay became a hero and then the the big superhero who's like kind of like i guess you could say he's like the superman of that society mm-hmm. um he, he ratchet kind of shows him up and he doesn't like that. Uh-oh. So, I mean, that's that's what I gathered. Someone's um, jealous. Apparently. Apparently, it was a tale of jealousy. But uh, this one, it looks a lot different. They're, they're not... They're going for, like, a whole, like, multiversal uh, angle at this. Yeah, it's like... I don't want to say it's more... It's not time traveling. No. It's not what it is. From the beginning of the trailer, um, it seemed like it was more like Rift Pockets that was in there. And you're able to, like, kind of tether it. And it's, the illusion looks like you're pulling it, but it's actually pulling you in. And it's like you're kind of teleporting. 
But further on, it seems like uh, Ratchet and Clank actually got separated, and Clank ended up being in a alternate dimension. It looked like kind. Of, I wouldn't say the exact opposite of him, but someone similar to Ratchet. Yeah, it's like um, <laughs> it's a recolor. It's it's like a uh, like I don't know if I'd say alternate dimension because apparently it's a girl, Lombax, and who has a different name. I think so. It's not exactly Ratchet, but it's probably like his counterpart. Yeah, like that person is like him, but like a totally different person. Like Doc Ock from his, Spider-Verse. His perspective. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I don't think they ever released her name. That was like the big wow moment in the trailer. Because mm-hmm. most of it, it looked like they were showing off the opening level for the game. You're riding on the little creature and you go through the city, fighting off a robot invasion. Um, pretty standard Ratchet and Clank stuff, I'd say. Yeah, it looks pretty good. The combat yeah. system didn't look mediocre. I think they they brought back the weapon wheel. That's something Insomniac has had a lot of fun playing around with, especially with Spider-Man, is the weapon wheel. Yep. Um, it, it allows so much versatility in combat, combined with the rift warping ability you can have, and then the dodging mechanic. Yeah, dodging looks really good. I always thought, I always considered it more of like, I never, like, really considered Ratchet and Clank, like, a shooter, but I guess it kind of is, like, a third-person shooter. Hopefully, that's what it looks like, like, it looks like it's, like, a burst weapon you get at first from the trailer, and maybe, well, it has this melee weapon, too. Yeah, it's a wrench. I'd say it's probably worth, um, going back and playing, uh, Ratchet and Clank, because it's, like, it's not like for other games where they show that were sequels, where it's, like, you gotta play, like, all the previous ones or whatever. Mm-hmm. This one, there's just, like, one. This yeah. is set in the new prequel universe or the new remake universe. This one looks like it'll be like a good area to like start in for Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, and and probably with the PS5 itself. Mm-hmm. I didn't really, I didn't notice many like frame drops or anything or anything really drastic. It looked pretty good, you know. It got me thinking. I wonder if there's a two-player mode. There's got to be one. Huh, that's a good question, actually. But maybe like. You could both play. One is the girl Lombax and one is Ratchet. Kind of. Huh. That'd be cool. This is a, I mean, there's so much we can still see about it because mm-hmm. it was... Uh, it was very colorful. Yeah, very colorful. It, that was probably like the most eye-catching uh, game. Besides like the, the Bug Snacks trailer, <laughs> whatever it's called. Ew. With the... Uh, yeah, I <laughs> just want to mention that real quick because uh, we were watching rewatching that trailer for some reason. The one where, like, they eat food and then, like... They become the food. Oh, what the slowly. heck is It reminded me of Viva Pinata. Yes! Like, you guys are of culture. You guys know what I'm talking about. That, that weird pinata cannibal eating. I'm talking about the one people. where Fergie eats all the, um... All the candy. Yeah. And it's, like, super disturbing because they're all made of candy. Yeah. Like, I didn't really catch that till later on. I got a little bit older. I was just like, he's just eating. Why can't you guys just let him eat? Oh, that's what actually made me stop watching the show when I was younger, was that episode. Because it was, like... It's creepy. All of his candy was, like, right in his tail area. <laughs> it was just... It was just... Anyway. <laughs> Moving uh, on from that disgusting bug snag. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, Rational Plank is nothing like bug snags. Oh, nothing at all. It's going to be a lot of fun. That one's coming in 2021, I believe. Yeah, it seems like a lot of the good games are. Ghostwire Tokyo. That one is something I'm pretty excited for. 
it was like they kind of put it on on the hold like last year mm-hmm. like we saw a little trailer but after that you didn't really hear much about it yeah it's like ghostwire was like really hyped up last e3 and then we didn't hear anything about it Mm-mm. for a whole year because that's what studios like to do is they like to announce a game way too early before they have anything to show for it but we finally got a good look at it and uh basically it's like you're hunting ghouls and myths and monsters in tokyo mm-hmm. but it's first person it's not like it's not like a third person like combat game it's more of like a first person strategic hunting game kind of i guess because there's combat you you can see him like parrying attacks and throwing like energy balls and stuff because yeah, he's like, like somewhat of a sorcerer i'm not really sure from the trailer it looked like you're you know you're like part of this uh group and yeah. you're hunting the other uh spirits i guess probably like an exorcist kind of thing pretty much they showed a handful of monsters but the ones they did show it looks like it's kind of like a desolate tokyo because the trailer says save tokyo and it's kind of empty and you all you have are these roaming monsters so mm-hmm. there's two options i'm seeing here is one it's a giant sandbox game where you have you you just you're tasked with hunting down these monsters individually and having to avoid the ones that you can't take on yet and having to use your skills kind of like in the witcher to 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 weed them out of their hiding places and actually hunt them down or it's a stage-based game where each level you're tasked with finding a specific monster in an area and you go there and you kind of have to spend the whole level tracking them down and at the fi- at the end of the stage it's the final boss where you fight them you know one on one um while avoiding their tricks and traps i can see that Throughout it, I noticed that they're they're doing some um, playing around with like illusions and shadows with some of these creatures. Like some of it, there'll be shadows in the wall, and then um, other ones like they're kind of like frozen in time. Like there's one level they showed where like this one distorted monster who's made of like cubes is in the middle of this hallway, and maybe you have to like look at after images to find them or something. I don't know. It seems really cool. Yeah, there's gonna be like some type of like pattern for each uh, encounter you're gonna have. Yeah, you have to like study them because I'm thinking maybe it's like the Witcher where it's like they'll have because in the Witcher you have a thing called a bestiary and you look at the monsters and it tells you it basically tells you what their tactics are and the best way to counter them. I'm thinking maybe it's similar to that where you get maybe like a briefing on what the monster is and you're told how to fight them and then you have to figure out how to best utilize that. Oh, it'll probably do that. Yeah, the, the, yeah, it should be, like, if you beat it, that's how I would think, like, it would be, like, a little book, like you said, and you just look at, like, oh, how do I beat this one again? Like, oh, okay, that's what I gotta do. Right. Like, like kind of one of those cool urban legend things, like, to let you, like, don't look at any the eyes. It'll <laughs> get you, like, one of those things. I'm sure they'll probably have a monster like that. Because none of the monsters has had faces, from what I could tell. Like, Slenderman's. It kind of looked like there was some that was like that. I'm I'm assuming they might make little references, and then there's uh, there's one that looked like uh one of the urban legends in Mexico, where it's a ghost of um of a Spanish woman dressed in all white. That's another legend over there. So I don't know if it's just a bunch of legends all together in one area is what it looks like. Like a wraith, maybe. I think it's it's like a collection of like japanese urban myths is my guess hence why it's like set in tokyo um 
Although you, they, you're probably right. They could like bring over some, maybe like modify them a little bit. But what my big question is: Is this game going to be in VR? So yeah, that's the thing. I'm. I think it's going to be a feature to where you can use VR. But since the VR is like a whole separate, you know, whole separate, a separate accessory. Well, you look at like Super Hot, that has a, a standard version and a VR version. Mm-hmm. VR version is vastly superior, but ain't nothing wrong with the standard version. I, I'm just thinking because this one is first person and it deals with a lot of horror aspects and illusions, I can see it lending itself very well to virtual reality because it puts you in the moment. And it kind of makes it personal and gives you that a fear factor that you wouldn't get if it were, you know, looking at it just from the screen, mm-hmm. you know. But then again, if it's not, you know, whatever, it's fine. You know, it's not like a deal breaker. I just think it would look really well in a VR headset, especially with the move controllers, because you have the hands as your main weapon. Oh, I agree. I think this one was coming in 2021 as well. I think so. Because uh, usually the games they don't show too much of, like, you know, they still got a substantial amount of time working on them. Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, all right, so let's move on. What's the next one you wanted to talk about? All right, next one for mine that got my eye was Kina, Bridge of Spirits. Ooh, okay. From the story, it looks like, um, I want to say that it's about this granddaughter. The reason I'm saying it's a granddaughter is because there's a an older man's voice in the background that's giving her, like, slight advices. And she's seems to be on a quest of looking for this creature i'm i'm guessing because from the trailers uh it shows this uh silhouette of this creature and she's like trapped underwater and her crystal breaks not sure what that's referencing to but from the gameplay trailer it's you have like these you described it as like little pikmins kind of (laughs) yeah maybe like to move objects and stuff uh I haven't really played any Zelda games, but that's kind of what the combat mechanic looks like a little bit. Like a bait and punish. Yeah, is what it looks like. Because it looks like you have more options than just, you know, just straight up melee attacks, you know. I think there's some strategicness you got to do. Kina, if I'm assuming that's her name, she looks pretty agile. Mm -hmm. It's got some platformer aspects in it. Like her jumps look like they're pretty weighty, you know. It doesn't look stiff to move around in the world. It looks looks like the movement is pretty fluid mm-hmm. that caught my attention that not only does it have pretty solid platforming aspects from what i can tell is that they're also doing the micromanaging pikmin thing like you mentioned um they didn't show too much of it actually it looks like it's going to be a combination so it's not like one or the other which is cool like you have an option did you catch on on how like the gameplay and mixing with the story look what For, do you mean like uh, like cutscenes? I wouldn't say cutscene, but there was a, a little uh, a clip and when she was using, I'm assuming like one of her specialties where she yeah. kind of did that little blast. If you knew it was before she did the blast, the whole area was like kind of dark and grim. But as soon as she did the blast and destroyed that creature, the whole area uh, was luscious and green. You know, like a negative energy yeah. kind of thing? Like it, Mr. Negative from Spider-Man? Most likely. Either either it was negative or it was more or less those creatures are like taking a life source of the whole area. Kind of like Moana. Like how that oh. was. It was like, you know, things draining the life source or whatever. And then you got to defeat these creatures so it'll come back. So like the little the little creature things that mm-hmm. follow you yep. are made of the energy that she's harnessing? Maybe. Hmm. Yeah, that, so, or they're just like the wilderness outside trying to help her a little bit. 
Well, how did they introduce them in the trailer? They just popped them up. Oh, they did. They they were just there. Oh, I thought she, maybe... she was meditating, and then the clip they they were just around her. So I think that the um, the little creature things have a big impact on how the combat and traversal is going to go because mm-hmm. they follow they follow you when you you're jumping around the world. So um, I'm guessing you're going to have to use them to like maybe break obstacles, create bridges, maybe take down stuff for you. Oh, most likely. Do a lot of directing, especially in combat as well. I'm really, I'm, I'm excited that Sony's actually like putting so much effort with like all the single player stuff. Cause they, they showed, I mean, they showed some multiplayer stuff too, but I th- I'd say the good majority of the stuff they were showing off was single player stuff. Which, yeah, in the sense, I would think that would be the best way to start off with. I mean, they did introduce that other one, uh, was it Sockboy? Kind of like the oh, yeah. little mascot from when the PS3 was announced. That yeah, was the, a little, the, a little <laughs> big planet. Little deal. Big, big planet 3D world. Yeah. Basically. So yeah, they kind of neat. did that because I, I was expecting them to at least put like one kind of party game in there. Uh, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. It's no. kind of to be expected. Yeah. Because usually when you get it, someone gets a new console, you know, it's kind of... You want to show it off. Exactly. You have everyone in review and be like, oh, okay, cool. I want to get this now. Exactly. Um, I mean, they, they have the Astrobot stuff to show off the VR and whatever again. Because mm-hmm. you always have to have those kind of tech demo games anyway. It's not like they're being like super vanilla about it. Whereas like they're just showing off, oh, the new Call of Duty with better graphics. Oh, it's... uh. A new Gran Turismo with better graphics, which they actually did show. Pretty much. But they're, they're showing off like the PS5 and using it to expand their already established IPs and, you know, mm-hmm. go right out the gate introducing new ones like with uh, Kina. So going on from that, um, they did actually show quite a bit of multiplayer stuff. Uh, the Sackboy stuff Nick just mentioned. Mm-hmm. And... A little game I am very excited for is Destruction All Stars. That looks cool. Basically, it's it's um it's kind of like Rocket League, but without the uh, without the ball or the goals, and it's just your opponents and you whacking Ooh, each other. I remember what it reminded me of. You know that uh, Twisted Metal. Twisted Metal. You know what that is? I've it's, never played it. It's pretty much honestly what this is, but it was like you you're in a car and you're battling against other people. Oh, yeah, that's exactly what this is. That was on a PlayStation. So I think they're actually taking that aspect for this. Oh, it's like a spiritual sequel. Yeah. The only thing Twisted Metal was more like an older person kind of game. I think it was like uh, rated T to M. Yeah, it looks like they're going for a more general audience for this one. I think I'm going to say this one's probably going to be rated uh, E10 and upper teen. Oh, definitely. It kind of um, invokes that uh, that Fortnite and Apex Legends kind of art style. Yeah. Or like... yeah. They're, they're sticking with that art style. Yeah. Or like Dauntless or... It's not bad. It kind of fits it though. Yeah, I'll be but honest. Yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of things remind me of Fortnite. <laughs> I think it's the costumes yeah. and the customization that's like really zany and out there. Um, and very colorful. Colorful, I think, is probably the best thing I can describe it with. You're getting like kind of a Rocket League vibe. Not necessarily, you know, battling to s- score the goal, but you're actually fighting against each other like high speed chase is what it looks like yeah it's like i think you're supposed to like well it's destruction so it's like destruction Mm -hmm. derby so you're going to be hitting each other's cars but once your car's gone that's not the end of it no yeah like what was it like kind of like how diva's mech is 
Like, he's yeah. destroyed, but you're just you're just like scrambling around, hopefully not to get hit. I'm pretty sure there will be a cooldown till your car comes back. Probably, yeah, probably like a repair. Mm-hmm. And there's probably like a, a like a a destruction meter or something, or like a damage meter to show your car, and you can probably repair it. So it's kind of cool. It's like you get a second life. You get a, a redemption <laughs> until you get hit again. Well, they showed one poor sap that was hanging on for dear life on the hood of one car. Oh, that, that poor soul. So you know there's going to be a lot of fun with multiple people, with one person trying to shake another guy off, and then one person slamming the car into someone else, it, or trying to pick someone out. out that of a voice crowd. chat's going to be crazy. Oh, you already know. This looks like it's going to be such a wild time. And, and my my what I'm wondering is like, is it just going to be like last man standing, or is it going to be team based? Team based, or is there going to be like an ulterior goal? you know going on amidst this uh this chaos mm-hmm. like is there going to be like a payload or a capture the flag or like a so anything i don't know i'm not sure what to what else to expect because you know with these multiplayer type games they like to go all out with like whatever what other like whole bunch of modes they can throw in and ways they can twist it up within the game true so i'm not sure what to expect from it but i know it's going to be something that's really like fast-paced and wild I want to see that customization. Yeah. I know it's going to be Lodo stuff. Different cars and stuff. I hope they do what Rocket League did and let you play as like the Batmobile and stuff. <laughs> That'd be cool. But yeah, Destruction All-Stars. That's uh, going to be, I think, is that going to be a launch title? Either it's going to be around the holidays or it is 2021. Uh, I think it's, I think they said it was going to be 2020. I don't know. It looks cool. Looks neat. All right, so um, looks like we got one more on your list. The best one, All in right. my opinion. Let's hear it. Oh, boy. <laughs> Next one is Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Oh, baby. How do you feel about it? Yo, I'm excited. You know, before um, uh, before Spider-Verse came out, um, I, was, I was already like a huge Miles fan because of the PlayStation 4 game. Which is weird to say because he's not actually Spider-Man in the game, but his character is like so well done in the PS4 game that I like instantly like got like latched onto him. Like they like tease you in some way about yeah. Him. Like I had never read a Miles comic before this, and I wasn't really familiar with the character. He was basically introduced to me through the PS4 game. They basically show his Spider-Man backstory. I'm not going to spoil it, but they show his Spider-Man backstory in the mm-hmm. PS4 game, and the DLC is a basically about him getting to the point where he is in the miles morales continuation Ooh. oh yeah that's gonna be feel, good how do you feel about the the very first clip in the trailer did I thought, it throw you off a little bit i thought it was infamous i'll be honest because <laughs> the electricity i didn't know whose voice it was until it went over towards um his said it like his father and i was like wait his father wait that's miles oh his father was the cop oh yeah yeah um the guy who does the voice for Peter is Yuri Lowenthal, and um, hearing his voice like in the the thing, it didn't really sound like his rendition of Peter. That's probably because this is supposed to he's Peter's a little older in here, or maybe it's because he was supposed to sound a little more serious in the game. He's always doing quips and stuff. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I didn't I didn't like it didn't click with me that it was Spider Man until we it like panned up to his his face. But um, it was a neat surprise. Like, they just, they open it right out the gate with Spider-Man. Yeah. Well, besides GTA 5, but, you know, <laughs> Spider-Man. That was, that was a wild way to start it. 
His and whole, uh, powers just give me like the whole infamous vibe. Electricity. Yep. Or venom venom shock, I think. That's what it's called? I think it how what they call it in Spider Verse? They called it Venom Strike or something. Like you could do it on command and just think so. slap him. But it's pretty cool because I mean we got a glimpse of like him being uh camouflaged and then yeah, his venom strike. Yeah. It looks really nice. The same combat system look like it was the same from the you know, previous Spider Man, which unfortunately I haven't played yet. It's fantastic. It's so good. I'm still playing the I'm still hundred percent in the DLC right now. Um it looks like they um they gave him some different animations though. Oh yeah. Like when he's swinging, he does the backwards flip from the Spider Verse uh promos. You ever seen that? You didn't notice that? Really? I gotta rewatch it again. Oh, well he did a um he did a backwards Peter doesn't do that when he swings, he does like corkscrews and front flips but they did they gave miles the backflip um, i'm fine with that yeah fits his character you know he's he's a little more flashy than peter i'd say oh yeah he's swinging the whole young age for him because wait he's a teenager yeah he wants to show up he's like what 15 15 16 In something like game, that he's 15 yeah okay yeah so he's i'm assuming it might be a year later in the game yeah well he, he they gave him a different like haircut too like his hair was longer in the game and they cut it so it's it's definitely showing like time has passed in between it. They did actually say cuz there was like some confusion on social media because apparently a Sony executive had said, "Oh, it's a DLC." Even though they were hyping it up as a new game. Mm-hmm. But then Insomniac had to come out and say, "No, no, no, it's not a DLC. It's not an expansion. It's a whole standalone game." False advertisement. Yeah. <laughs> Granted, it's shorter than Spider-Man. You know, it's not like a whole gigantic behemoth that spider-man was but it's still a full standalone game which is fine because i i'm guessing that the uh, most of the team was busy working on the new ratchet and clank which looks almost finished mm-hmm. at this point um and i i don't think they'd have the the resources to make an entire giant game in like what a year or a year and a half since they finished the spider-man dlc yeah i, I heard somewhere that's going to be similar to uncharted lost legacy Whereas that it basically used the the assets and the framework of Uncharted Four to make a new story with characters that didn't get to do anything in Uncharted Four. Granted, it was half the length of Uncharted Four, chapter wise, but it's it was still like a a whole experience. You know, it was a filling experience. I had a good time with it, and that's what I'm expecting from Spider-Man Miles Morales. Pretty much, we got to get you playing that game. Got to get you playing Spider-Man soon. <laughs> I'm getting this console. I'm getting it. Spider-Man is... I think Spider-Man single-handedly sold everyone on the concept like five seconds in. Yeah. Like, (laughs) this is one of the very good exclusives. Oh, yeah. That actually put Sony at the very top. The launch of of the original Spider-Man, that was... That was quite the event, you know? Everyone was, like, talking about that game. There's got to be a bundle. There's got to be, like, so. limited edition bundle. I don't see why not. <laughs> they did it for Uncharted 4. I don't see why they wouldn't have special bundles for the PlayStation 5 that they'll reveal later. Oh, I'm talking about the ones with the cool skins, like the one Spider-Man had with the red oh. version. Oh, like, I'm thinking, like, one of those. Like, one of the mock-ups? Yeah. That'd be neat. That's what I'm, that's what I'm hoping for. Like, one of the games will have, like, that limited edition like they replaced the LED with blue with red. Either that, yeah, that'd be cool too. Oh, I got my hopes up. 
now i don't want the white one but yeah uh spider-man miles morales next year no take that back i lied i lied i lied it's november it's november Yo, we freaked out when we saw that. I, I was like, oh, dang. So that definitely means the console's coming out this November. They said holiday, I think. So that probably means November, yeah. You can't release the game without the console? The heck? Yo, having Spider the Spider-Man sequel as a launch title, that's so good. You know? Good idea. That's good. And it's coming soon, so I can't wait. We're going to see more of that very soon. All right. On to your last one. All right. My last one is uh, Hitman 3. Um, I have been recently playing through uh the hitman games hitman 2 in particular and uh it's i'm having kind of a lot of fun with it it's a sandboxy kind of game there's a lot of creativity um and uh there's a whole overarching story which i'm not too familiar with but the way they framed it is that hitman 3 is going to be the conclusion to the mysteries they set up in the second one about agent 47 so that's cool that are <laughs> those that are interested in lore um I, I haven't really played much of it, but Hitman 3 kind of caught my eye because it's like, it looks like it's set in a more futuristic society. Like, if you see, you remember from the trailer, they had that tall, like, tower thing, like Dubai or whatever. Yeah, I, uh, I want to say it's too futuristic. I just think that's just how Dubai is. I'm is just taking really? a guess from, like, how the other movies took place from it. It looks exactly the same. Like, it's a, above the clouds and yep. the stratosphere? Yep. Huh. I think that's like one of the actual tallest buildings. Well, also, in the world. also the gear Agent Forty Seven uses, like he was like scaling the building. Maybe, maybe I just haven't played it enough, but I haven't really seen him do anything that advanced in the the previous Hitman's. Like he was, he's more normally just like an on foot kind of guy, like go in there and get it done instead of like I am James Bond. He got um, scaling an upgrade. Buildings. Yeah, apparently he got an upgrade. So it looks like they're kind of shaking up the formula this time and trying new things. It's like the last one, so they might as well, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Hitman series is, like, pretty popular, so I don't think it's going to be the last one. They'll probably do, like, spinoffs or, like, with new characters in the future. But, yeah, Hitman 3. I saw it, and I was like, Hitman 3, isn't it? And I was like, Hitman 3. Oh. I know that bald head anyway. (laughs) Yeah, this is the barcode, and it's like, oh, okay. Like, sir, you didn't purchase that. Oh, this is my assassin. Not yours. (laughs) He was the last one in stock. Oh, yeah. There's so many other games we got to talk about, but... Maybe we will in the future, but just mm-hmm. just for now. You talk about the ones yeah. that cut our eyes first. Yeah, pretty much. Like when it ended, we were like, "These are the games that sold us on the PlayStation 5. I mean, Hitman Three didn't really sell me on it. It was more so Spider Man. But you already talked about it. So, you know, <laughs> He's how like, "Dang work. it, <laughs> dang <laughs> it, Nick! You had to talk about the good one." So the PlayStation Five take comes out holiday twenty twenty, and um, if you want, you can go ahead and watch the presentation. It's like forty minutes long. Lots of good stuff in there. Um, and I would recommend also listening to our previous episode, episode 60, where we talked about the console itself and all the hardware that's going to come out for it. Really, really clean looking stuff. So uh, that has been our show. Uh, the Keep Coming Out podcast is a member of the Tech Podcast Network. To find our show and many other great tech shows, visit techpodcast.com. And also remember that the Cube Command podcast is produced by Savoy Studios and is a part of the Savoy Media Network. To find it and all the shows produced by Savoy Studios, just go to SavoyMedia.com. All right. This has been the Cube Command podcast. My name is Tommy Savoya. And I'm Nick. I want to thank you all very much for listening. And we will catch you next time.
Have you ever heard of Blueberry? Blueberry? What's that? Well, it's only one of the most respected media hosting sites out there with a customizable audio player, media validation, and unlimited downloads. Wow, does it have free technical support? Yes. Is it optimized to work with WordPress for easy blog posts? Yes. Does it require third-party sites to access? No. Is it spelled with a B and an L and a U and a B-R-R-Y? Yes. With affordable hosting packages and detailed statistics, Blueberry must be the best podcast hosting service for me. Yeah, well, wait a second. How'd you know that? I, I didn't say that. I don't know. What are, you, what are you talking about? Use our promo code CUBECOMMAND to get your first month of hosting free.